ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Whiskey Talk with Mario. I have my whiskey poured. See me? <laughs> hey, welcome back, guys. I want to, first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening. Shout out to all of you guys. The people listening in Germany, UAE, Australia, US, all of you guys, man. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I have so much to say, and the fact that you guys are listening to me, it just warms my heart. You guys are awesome. Again, big shout out to the Gurkhas out there uh, in Bahrain, UAE. Uh, man, Nepalese people, some of the best people I've ever come across, man. Very humble, beautiful people, beautiful culture, beautiful country. Love it. Anyways, let's get started. Man, today I just want to... I want to address something that's been on my mind lately. It's been just bothering me. On the topic of fitness, nutrition, growth, and uh, just treating your body like a temple in general. And so I'll, I'll give you my, my journey real quick on how I started this fitness journey. Uh, before I joined the military, I used to do a workout here and there once in a while, pick up a weight, pretend I was lifting it. Nothing serious, nothing consistent. You know, like the the New Year's resolution, I'm going to start this year. <laughs> you go to the gym and then you quit. That was uh, that was me for a long period of time. Uh, when I went on my first deployment and I started to really experience depression that's when i really became consistent not only did my drinking become consistent but also my fitness my exercising and i made it a goal to lift as heavy as i could i remember my friend uh Ahmadovar and i we would go very often and just lift as much as we could the cool thing about Bahrain in the specific place where I was, which is very different from where the active duty site goes, uh, reservists, we go to another base. And this base is very raw, very dirty. <laughs> you know, our gym was a tent. Well, we had a MWR gym, which is like a full gym. But when we when we were on post, we had this, this tent with uh, weights inside. And the ground was all dirt. And that's where I would love going because it was just so raw, you know, and uh, I would just start lifting as heavy as I could uh, and just challenging myself, but mainly challenging my mind or trying to trying to just shut all the voices in my head telling me negative shit. And, you know, just lifting that fucking iron off the dirt and just just feel your testosterone just going through the roof, you know, <laughs> uh, also, you know, when I was, uh, I would be, uh, over there, we stand, we stood, uh, next to Marines. And one thing about Marines is Marines just fucking love working out. Right. So I remember standing next to these Marines and, and there was this one post, uh, that we would stand where there was a, a giant metal pipe coming out of a wall. And, we literally challenge ourselves to do pull-ups on that with full gear on. I'm talking Kevlar plates, Kevlar helmet, backpack, as much weight as we could. 
uh, rifle on everything, rifle, magazine, right? We we just start knocking out pull-ups to see who can do the most. Uh, I mean, that's how consistent we were committed to working out. But there wasn't, it wasn't, I wouldn't consider it fitness. It was just kind of like raw, brute strength training. <coughs> Excuse me. Once I got back from, uh, now, oh, then, then I went to UAE. And in UAE, we had a, a bit more advanced equipment. Well, I had, I had actually not advanced equipment, but, you know, UAE, like uh, Dubai is kind of a more developed country. So they had like these amazing establishments. Uh, I stayed in a very nice uh, apartment complex and it had a, a little fitness center. So I would go there and do the weights and whatnot. But I stayed consistent doing it all the time. I think that's probably the heaviest I've ever been. I was about 180 and I'm not that tall. I'm 5'7". So 180, you know, I was pretty thick, you know. <laughs> uh, when I got back to the States, I started to lose weight. But I remained consistent. And when I got back, my depression really took over me. Uh, I felt like I didn't fit in with other people for whatever reason. When I got back from UAE, I felt like I didn't fit in with other people. I felt like um, I had lost my my connection to the people that I loved. I felt like no one really understood what I was going through. I didn't have the brothers that I had overseas. It just felt weird being back. It, it it wasn't the happiness that I thought I would experience. And so that just made me more consistent with working out. And it became kind of a coping mechanism. Working out kind of became a coping mechanism for me. I would work out every day. And kind of just to feel the pain of the workout, really. It wasn't really about fitness to me. It was more about just beating my body down. I wanted to feel that pain to uh, kind of shut down other feelings. And at the same time, uh, as I got very consistent with working out, I also got very consistent with drinking. <laughs> so I know the two don't go uh, hand in hand. But yeah, um, I became obsessive. And then I, I ran into David Goggins and Jocko Willings, two, uh, two former Navy SEALs, and they are obsessive with fitness so i just like made me even more obsessive with fitness i just wanted to keep working out i would get up every day at whatever time if i had to go go to work early i would get up early or i would come even if i was beat i would do a workout after after i was done working it was just obsessive behavior i would work out every day beat my body down every day but i didn't fix my my diet, my diet was still all over the place. I was still eating like shit, eating whatever I could find, sweets, you know, treats, whatever I could find. But that's how I became obsessive in my fitness. Um, so, I mean, that's a part of me now. Whatever the case, whatever the reason was why I started and why it became a habit, it's part of me now. I can't leave it. I work out all the time. It it literally it's it's to the point where I can where I'm sitting right now someone can call me or text me and challenge me and say drop down and do fucking they any number you can think of as long as it's realistic, you know. 
You'll be like, dude, do a thousand pull-ups right now. And I guarantee I will try right now to do a thousand pull-ups. That's how obsessive I am with this. I have done it. Some people have tried me and realized, oh, this guy is actually crazy about this, <laughs> which I am. But you see the level of obsession that I have with fitness, with working out all the time, right? And you see where it comes from. It really comes from a place of of uh, feeling inadequate, feeling alone, feeling pain, internal pain, you know. That's where it comes from. That's how I cope with shit. Um, at the same time, like I said, unfortunately, as my working out went up, so did my drinking. And my drinking also got excessive. And... Now, moving on to the topic of nutrition and treating your body like a temple. I did not treat my body like a temple. In fact, I abused my poor body. I was doing stupid things like drinking, binge drinking, and then taking sleeping pills to go to sleep, sleeping three hours, waking up, and then taking so many uh, milligrams of caffeine, starting with pre-workout. And then throughout the day, just drinking, drinking. One day, I counted. I was like, I wonder how many milligrams of caffeine do I drink a day? I counted a thousand milligrams of caffeine. My heart rate just going insane the whole day. But my body, my mind felt tired. I was beating my body down. I, I'm thankful that I never got a, a heart attack. I, I'm still, right now that I've come to my senses, I'm still scared and worried. Dude, did I, you know, uh, work my organs too much to the point where my some of my organs may start failing at some point? You know, now that I've come to my sense and I'm I'm worried and I'm like, what did I? What kind? I'm hoping I didn't cause any major damage to my body and to my organs. You know, I'm just I'm I'm worried about it. But I've I've definitely come to the point where I I've made a change and I'm taking care of myself more these days i'm avoiding caffeine as much as possible uh, i'll drink a coffee here and there but uh, mostly i would try to drink tea uh, green tea black tea if i need caffeine uh i only do pre-workout very minimal pre-workout before before i work out i don't just drink it every morning now just to wake up <laughs> you know um yeah my last binge drinking moment you know it went pretty bad but since then, I haven't been drink, and uh, I have. I realized that if if I don't go cold turkey on alcohol, I won't binge drink. So that's what happened that time. I went cold turkey, and and I just went ham the next time I was able to drink. So now you see me here. I have my one glass, ah, ugh, which this this one's strong. I have my one glass, and then I, uh, I that's it. I'm I'm good to go. You know, um. But definitely, I'm. I started making a change. I want to take care of my body a bit more. I don't want to be. I, I don't want to destroy my body anymore. And I, I think it's honestly, it's very um, selfish of us to treat our bodies that way. Because think about it: we've been given an opportunity to exist, whether you believe in God or in evolution or whatever the hell you might believe in that process of existence, you know, occurred in us. We were given the 
opportunity to experience life and some of us are not taking advantage of it we're destroying our life and you think about people suffering in other countries poor poor people people in other countries and they wish they had our fucking privilege they wish they had our privilege and they don't and they're over there wishing they had a piece of fucking bread and here we are <laughs> treating our bodies like shit man you know it's insane, and I, I, I look at myself in the mirror, and I go, you, you fucking idiot. How do you not see what you have around you, Mario, the privilege that you're in right now? I don't give a fuck how hard I had it. Yeah, I'm sorry, I get emotional about this shit, because I really, like, oh my god, man. I really, I, I've treated my body like shit. And I haven't been thankful for the opportunity that I've been given to exist and to experience nature in, in the beauty of nature. <sighs> you know, I get emotional about this shit. But um, I feel my, you know, I feel the pain inside my abdomen. Start feeling these sharp pains. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if it's my spleen. I don't know if it's my liver. Start feeling these sharp pains and... I don't know where it's coming from. I'm scared to even go to the doctor, dude. But I really fucked up my body somehow. But I don't think it's too late to reverse the damage. My heart just worked overtime. Putting it, putting my, trying to force myself to sleep and then force myself to wake up within three hours. That's not healthy. That's unhealthy behavior. But I, I've, uh, Thank God, man, I, I've, I've come to a a moment in my life of reflection where I go, gee, man, what am I doing? What the heck am I doing? I'm smarter than this. God, man, I allowed the, you know, my demons to kind of control where I was going. And, I, and the problem with me, <coughs> excuse me, I've always been very energetic always had a lot of energy in me and if in the problem with people like me and this is one thing that scares me about my son because he's the same way that i am the problem with people like me is if we don't focus our energy in a positive way it will absolutely go in a negative way and that's what happened to me i allowed my energy to go in the wrong direction but luckily i'm able to stop myself before the point of no return and kind of put myself back on track you know man yeah i'm i'm literally like venting to you guys right now you know but i think it's i think it's important to do that once in a while you know and i really appreciate you guys just listening to me and and uh paying attention hold on got a message give me one second Sorry, guys, I'm back. Had to respond to this real quick. Um, Where was I? Fuck, I was getting really emotional. Fucking whiskey, man. I swear to God, this whiskey. God damn you, whiskey. <laughs> whiskey. 
but this is really coming from my heart. I mean, it's it's not just the alcohol speaking, you know. Guys, listen. Uh, a lot of times, I'll give you an example, right? I was with a coworker one time, and he was uh, complaining about his life and the job, and and I get it, you know, stresses of life. We have, we all have a right to complain. But I stopped him at one point, and I said, "Dude, look ahead of you right now. Look ahead of you. Look right there in front of you. What do you see?" <coughs> he goes, uh, "What are you talking about?" So what is what is right in front of you? He says, a palm tree. Yeah, a palm tree. Look up. What do you see? Clear skies. Sunny day. Beautiful weather. A nice breeze. You're working by the beach. Right? What are you doing right now? You're hanging out with some dude, you know, talking and getting paid for it. You're, uh... You're, you're blessed right now. Your family's healthy. You're healthy. And yeah, we might be going through shit. But we forget to look at the beautiful things around us. You're going through shit. Look around you. Look around you. Look at the beautiful shit that's surrounding you. And the fucking opportunity you had to experience it. To experience color. Well, I don't know if you're colorblind. If you're colorblind, I'm fucking sorry about that. But, damn. but to experience nature in general, to touch it. If you can't fucking, if you can't see it, touch it. You know, to touch the leaves, the flowers, the roses, the pets, you know, the animals. To touch nature, to s- smell it. Unless you got COVID and you're fucked. You know, you can't smell shit. But the, fuck, that goes beyond the point. But the, 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 the um, ability to experience nature. To live within it. To be part of it. Dude, we're, we are nature. At the end of the day, whether you believe in a higher power, you believe in, in natural occurrences, we are part of nature. We are carbon. We come, literally come, if you believe in a, in a natural uh, development of life. You know, we come from the stars. These supernovas, you know explosions of, of stars you know we we come from that dust from the carbon from the leftover that's what we are we're part of nature when we die our carbon goes back into the dirt and we feed nature right back again we die and we provide life and we provide the energy for new life to exist the cycle of life if you believe in reincarnation if you believe in spirituality if you believe in heaven either way it doesn't matter what you believe in or how you cope with reality it's beautiful at the end of the day you have a purpose you get me god this whiskey's strong Please remind me never to get this type of whiskey again. It's called Elijah Craig. It's uh my friend bought it. It's a sixty three point six uh percent alcohol whiskey. Um, but regardless, 
regardless of that, man, I, I really, I've, I've had this, uh, you know, deep inside for, for a very long time. And I don't usually get the opportunity to express, but now that I have this platform and it's, you guys are listening, it's amazing that I can open up, you know, and really tell you guys my experience, you know, and absolute guys, absolutely, please. I want to be here for you, for you guys. I want to hear your problems. You know, I want to, uh, you know, practice, you know, active listening and, and hear you speak and tell me what you're going through, what you're feeling, because that's what we're all about. And like humans, we're social animals and we feel empathy. I don't know if you've ever heard of the idea of mirror neurons, mirror neurons, right? It's like, for example, when I yawn, you yawn. We have mirror neurons. You know, this is an experiment that was found in, uh, that was made in monkeys first. But basically, we have, uh, that's where empathy comes from. So if I see you cry, maybe, you know, if my, if I'm not a psychopath, you know, I'll also have the uh, uh, urge to cry because of my mirror neurons. So we're social beings by nature. Some of us might be a little bit more introverted, a little more cold because of life experiences. But at the end of the day, we're social animals. And I, I am a, the type of person that really does have strong empathy. And I really feel like deep other people's pain. And I want to help. You know, I am that type of person. And I sometimes I feel it's a curse. But sometimes I think it's a blessing to be that way. It's a curse because a lot of times I, I feel like I'm, I bring a lot of baggage onto myself. But at the same time, it's a blessing because it gives me a purpose to exist. You know, so absolutely, if you guys are going through anything, please, 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 please call me. Talk to me. Text me. My personal friends, my close friends, they know that I'm not kidding when they when I say this. They know they can call me. At any point, it could be two, three in the morning. I will pick up my phone. If I have to go over there, I will go over there if they're within distance. And I have done that. I've literally gone like just out of nowhere. Let me go see you right now. Let me go talk to you. Because I have that much empathy and that much care for people. You know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not a broken human being after all. <laughs> oh, man. 22 minutes and 46 seconds so far. I've just been venting and drinking whiskey. Guys, thank you for listening to me, man. Thank you for uh, being here. Uh, this podcast was really... Right now, it has no direction. Uh, you know, I've been real. I've been funny or tried to be funny. I don't know if you guys laughed. I've had some really thoughtful conversations with people and I've also been uh, vulnerable. I've made myself myself vulnerable to my listeners, to the people listening. Since there's a good number of you guys listening now, you know, I'm opening up and letting you guys know, you know, what's been going on with me. But by making myself vulnerable, I also allow you to express, message me, tell me, Mario, man, that, that really struck me. That really made an impact in me, and I want to tell you my situation. And dude, absolutely, uh, girl, dude, whatever you are, 
I am absolutely willing to listen. You know, I. One of the hardest things is is uh, having someone and losing them to suicide. You know, I don't want to lose another friend to suicide. Just fucking call me, man. Just call me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Please. One thing I always tell my friends is, if if you're going to commit suicide, just promise me you're going to call me before you do it. Just promise me that. Call me before you fucking do it. Don't. <sighs> Fucking alcohol. I'm only one glass in, guys. Don't worry about me. I'm good. I'm just like I'm. I'm venting, man. I, like I've had this shit in me for so long, and I haven't had a chance to really express it, but only with probably two people. But this is this this is good, man. This is a good way, you know. To it, it shows that um, I have a healthy, you know, um, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm like I'm emotionally healthy because I'm able to express this now and tell you guys exactly what I'm feeling. Um, and this this is probably one of the hardest things that I've done is be vulnerable like this to a bunch of people, but I think it's important. And definitely after listening to David Goggins' book, I mean, I know how scary it is to be vulnerable and to really put your feelings out there, but it's important, you know. And the good thing is that I'm growing. And a lot of my friends are growing with me. A lot of my friends are, are you know, that went through that depression state stage. They're growing with me, and it's amazing. We're all making progress. We're all go-getters. We're all going after what we want. You know, we, we're getting past that stage we're eliminating people from our lives that that we're holding us back. We're we're eliminating things like uh, alcoholism, drug abuse, whatever people people around me have been battling. Dude, I know people in my life that have been game banging for years and have left that life behind because now they're chasing other dreams. Now they want to be rich. <laughs> and I, I have a, a a friend of mine that's like that who was formerly a game banger, and now he's. Uh, He's doing his thing, investing, and you know, uh, he's in business now and doing a bunch of things. And it's so amazing to see the people around me just grow along with me. So um, that's where we're at, man. It's a it's a positive change. I know this this uh, episode was probably very uh, heavy emotionally. There was a lot of uh, emotion behind it, but it was a lot of venting and. It ends in a, on a positive note, you know. I'm I'm flipping around all the damage that I did to my body. Um, you know, I'm sticking to my fitness. It's still a, a habit. I've definitely fixed my nutrition. Um, I've stopped eating fast food so much. I I rarely eat fast food. Um, I rarely any eat anything sugary. I've cut back on beers. Like I don't really drink beers anymore. I, I'm sipping on whiskey these days. Yeah, this is strong. It's probably the last strong whiskey I'll ever have. I'm going to go back to the light stuff. But I think I'm making good progress. And I just needed that. I needed to. I needed that, that uh, growth. 
I needed to come to terms with it and look at myself in the mirror and be real with myself and say, dude, you're, you're fucking up right now. And I did that. And we're all good. All right, guys. Ah, man. Thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. All of you. If you have anything you need to get off your chest, fucking give me a call. Text me. You already know what's up. Your boy's here for you. Hey, uh, I want to send a quick shout out, man, to, um, let me see. My boy. Hold on. Give me a sec. All right. I want to say, uh, send a quick shout out to my boy, Sabo. I met him in boot camp. He listened to my podcast and gave me good feedback. Justin Greer. Um, who was the other one? Chris Warrior. All right. Um, who was the other one? Uh, Abraham. I met him in boot camp and A school. <laughs> um, Josie. Um, you know, she's a friend of a friend. Awesome young lady. Um, Almodovar. You know, uh, Mendoza. My boy Mendoza. Uh, man, I have many more to more more people to shout out, but um, you know, on the next one, uh, Moni, man, Moni's a big supporter of me, man. Uh, Sadisa, you know, <laughs> he was on the previous episode. Uh, Aslan, you know, he's always uh, he's always hyping me up on on Instagram. If I post a picture, he he'll always give me like the little hard eyes and and uh, <laughs> you know, hype me up. I love that guy, man. Um. All these people, man, that, that have been supporting the podcast. Cody, oh my God. Cody is one of my dudes. I would love to have him as a guest one of these days. Uh, but yeah, love you guys. Take care.